Okay, back in this Thursday, again, well, the very latest on the Freedom Convoy and what the roads and what traffic is like right across the GTA on this Thursday rush hour. That is coming up. But first, time is always on a Thursday for your weekly wellness update. You can find her on Instagram at Go With Your Gut and find her on your radio right now. Here is Laura DeSanctis, who joins us as always. Hey, Laura, good afternoon. Hi, Jeff. Good afternoon. Okay, this week we're going to start with something that affects so many of us so often around this time of year, and that's uh, dry skin, and in particular, really dry, chapped lips. I mean, is there anything worse than dry, chapped lips? I honestly don't think so. I mean, I live the condo life, and I find it super dry in the winter, and I always find my lips get super, super dry, and then I realize I'm not the only person. <laughs> but Yeah, so why, why does this go on particularly this time of year in the winter? Um, I think a lot of the time it's the combination of the cold air and the chilling wind outside. And then we go from the dry, heated air inside. So it makes our lips dry and tight. And a lot of the time when we go outside in the winter, we don't think about lip protection. So we're so cautious about bundling up with our head and our scarf and putting a hat on. But we don't really uh, think about, you know, covering our lips or even putting like a lip balm, lip balm on. So what I find is that we forget about leaving our lips and then when we're exposed to harsh winter conditions, it really dries out our lips. All right. You mentioned lip balm and that's something that normally I think a lot of us reach for after it's too late when our lips are already dry, exactly. chapped and, and sore, but that's something that should be preventative. Um, I think before you even reach, reach for the lip balm, we have to think how much water are we drinking? Because we know that water is good for our skin, um, but it really helps uh, improve our lips. So I would say uh, before even reaching for the lip balm, make sure that you're staying hydrated. And then when you are reaching for the lip balm, uh, you want to make sure that you're putting on at least in the morning and at night. Okay. And is there anything we should avoid? And I'm just going to put out there right away because it's always this way. Liquor. <laughs> 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 alcohol sure. alcohol yeah we know it uh, alcohol is usually one of the things we need to avoid a uh, caffeine but surprisingly and a lot of people do this you don't want to lick your lips so when our lips are dry it's natural for us to want to lick them to make them moist but actually licking our lips has the opposite effect so once you put saliva on your lips it makes them more dry or it dries them out faster um, and then a lot of people don't know this but when we lick our lips there's these enzymes in our saliva and they're meant to digest their food. So that also irritates their lips. So you want to avoid licking your lips and you want to avoid biting or brushing or rubbing your lips when they're uh, flaking or peeling. You know, that is so counterintuitive, isn't it? Licking your lips yeah. because when they're dry, you want to moisten them. And that's what you just yeah. kind of subconsciously do. That, that's got to be something. I mean, that's really tough to curb. I know. I know. So try exfoliation. So just like we exfoliate our face, try exfoliating your lips once a week because that will also help. All right, let's move from a uh, dry chap lips to our wellness goals for the year because uh, here we are, January 27th. And I think typically, uh, would you agree, uh, Laura, we're into kind of the fourth week of the new year, the end of January. January is always a tough month for so many reasons. And this is typically when I think a lot of people, you know, unfortunately kind of lose track or let their wellness goals uh, lapse or go. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I see it with even uh, my friends and family. They set these really big goals, uh, these health and wellness goals for the year. And then by the end of the month, they find it very hard to stay consistent or they find that they're falling off track. And even 
I find that with myself sometimes too. So, I mean, we're all human and sometimes it's harder to achieve certain goals depending on everything that's happening. But I always like to tell people, stick to a journal. Um, You can't go wrong with a journal. You can journal your goals. You can write down how you feel um, every day. And then I also like to put breaking down into mini goals. I find that works well for me. How about you, Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. And I think the other thing, too, is uh, don't be too tough on yourself. And, you know, you and I talked about this at the beginning of the uh, year and about our wellness goals, and I was going to get back on track when it comes to fitness and gym time, even though the gyms aren't open, that uh, I'm working out uh, at home on a regular basis. This week, though, Laura, has not been for a variety of reasons very good. I have uh, not picked up uh, one weight. I have not skipped. I've not done uh, anything. But uh, you know what? I realize why that is because some other things took precedence. But starting uh, tonight, I'm back at it again. That's awesome. I mean, I find too, Jeff, like you said, being hard on ourselves and even making a vision board. Sometimes we find like, okay, we're going to set all these goals. We're going to write this down. But then we, we don't go back and we don't reflect. So like, I think weighing out like the pros and cons, if you didn't hit your goals this week, if you didn't work out, what are the other things though that um, take some time for a reflection that you needed? So maybe you need more sleep or take that time to make a vision board and reflect on your dreams and goals for the year. And I also find a lot of people always think that it needs to start in January, but it can start at any time. So if February is your month, Mm. then start in February. But again, try to create those new goals, new habits, and don't be hard on yourself because we all mess up. We all slip up. Sometimes it's even a timing thing where we don't have enough time in the day, but really make that reminder, a daily reminder to yourself. What are the things, the small little things you can do in the week that will lead to your bigger goal um, over time? Yeah. Should you set wellness goals? I mean, is that uh, something uh, you recommend and is it something that should be kind of a long-term or should you have a long-term goal and then break that up uh, as you kind of were talking about there, Laura, and have several steps towards that longer term or bigger goal? Um, I think it's best to have uh, a big overall wellness goal, but then break it up in like bite-sized chunks. I also really like doing visualization and um, manifestation techniques where I can actually see myself getting that, those small little goals and tracking them, and then it will lead me to my bigger goal. There's also apps that work well. There's an app called Stick App. It's an incentivizing goal app or even the Sunrise Alarm Clock. There's so many different little tools and techniques people can use to reach your goals, but I find for me what works well is that I make a big goal and then I track and make smaller goals as to how I'm going to achieve that overarching goal. All right. Great stuff as always from our wellness expert, Laura DeSanctis. Laura, much appreciated as always. Thanks so much. Thanks, Jeff. There goes Laura DeSanctis. Find her on Instagram at go with your gut. And we're back after this. Stay with us. You're listening to the Jeff MacArthur show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.